Y'all ready for church today? Let's get in the ready position. If you weren't here, this is the athletic ready position. Why don't you just lower your, your, your bottom a little bit, get a little bounce, a little balance, and we're going to be ready to go. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on. Okay, let me say this. Let me say this. Church is not the place to come cute. That's the club. Right? If you, because if you come to church try to be cute, it doesn't mean you can't be cute. Right? But you can't try to maintain the cuteness at the expense of worshiping God. So when you worship God, you can let it spit, let it cry, whatever, let it half flow, whatever it is. And so, so are y'all following me? Because, so you can cute yourself up, but just come ready, you know, let God do what he's going to do. So we're going we're gonna to get a little athletic position because we're going to ready to go. All right? Come on, let's get the hands clapping. Let's get the hands clapping. All right? Come on now. Get, come on, come on, come on. Okay. So if your thighs are burning, it's only been 30 seconds, Okay. <laughs> You really need to work out. <laughs> this, this position in sports means I can go any direction. I'm ready. That's what this means. I can go any direction. Okay? Are y'all following me? One of the reasons you need to work out is because if God's going to use you throughout your life, it takes energy to walk by faith because it's a burden. And so you got to be ready. Okay? And so God's going to do something in your life. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Let's clap. Lord, thank you. Come on. Come on. Stay down. Stay down. Lord, thank you. Let's go. Lord, we pray you speak to us that we would hear your voice and that we would obey you in Jesus' name. Amen. Give someone a high five. Give someone a high five. Let's see your Bibles. One of those today. When I say three, we're going to see your Bibles. One, two, three. Say word. One more time. Say word. Turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. And while you um, turn there, let me acknowledge all the people who are finishing their fast today, 21 days. Let's give them a big hand. God bless y'all. Let me encourage you. Let me encourage you. If you fasted for the right reason and in the correct way, God spoke to you something. Make sure you have written that down somewhere and you do it. You did not fast for the 21-day experience. You fasted for a change in your life. So identify something that's going to be different. Some of you need to stop eating the food you were eating 21 days ago because it was junk. And you, you, you notice that you feel better, you look better, you got abs, you thought you had a keg, and now you got abs. You got a six-pack, it, it was a keg before. And so, so don't, don't go back to what you were going to say, Lord, this isn't how now I'm going to move forward. That was the purpose of the fast. What God told you in darkness, now you live in the light. Can I get Amen. And so keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Very excited. Very excited about today. Okay. Whenever you turn a radio on, you might at the beginning hear static until you dial in the, into a station that you want. And then when you dial into the station you want, you hear the program clearly. And what was ironic is that the program was already in process. And then if you change the station again, you hear static. And then you get to another program, whether it be a talk show, whether it be a sports program, whether it be a, a game or music. So here's how it would sound. When you go from station to station, you're going to hear a, a music or a program that's already in process. So let's see, here, let's see what it looks like here. Ya lo hace. Pierna derecha, directo al arco. Golazo.
got the thing? So when you turn the radio on, you are tuning into a station to music, to a talk show, to a sporting event that's already in progress. And all you are doing is joining into what's already happening. When you pray, you are actually joining into a conversation that's already happening in the heavens about you. When you pray, you want to tune into what God is already saying about you, what the, the, the angels are already doing on your behalf, what the Holy Spirit's already doing on your behalf. You want to tap into what the Holy Spirit's saying about you, understand what he has found in his search in the deep things of God and the mind of God about your life. Instead of just asking stuff based on stuff, you want to say, Lord, tell me what you are saying. So he, listen to this one. This is how it sounds in the heavenly places. It's going to be static, and then you're going to hear the voice of God. The voice of God is already talking. Listen to what it says. The spirit of fear that screams at you is a liar. I've beaten and I've crushed those lies. They have no authority to harm you. Every day, all day, nonstop, there is activity in the heavenly places about your life that you need to know. There's conversations happening between Jesus and the Father, the Holy Spirit and the Father, the Holy Spirit and Jesus. Satan is also talking, accusing you to be a liar and a fraud and a thief in front of God. And while the same time's happening, Jesus is advocating for you as your advocate saying, no, they have, I have forgiven them. They are my son. They are my daughter. They are secure. All that's happening. Why is this important? Because if you understand what's already happening, your prayers will change. You will stop asking for stuff that you already have. You will stop worrying about stuff that's already been done. And so for this series called Dialed In, everyone say Dialed In. This series is going to go all the way through Easter. Why? Because there's a lot of stuff to talk about. And the other thing, is, the other reason is I want to encourage you to do the things we're talking about every day so you can develop a life-changing, powerful Prayer life. Here's a question. How many of y'all really, really want to have a life-changing, powerful prayer life? Okay. Uh, there was a, uh, a bit, uh, Bishop Jakes is a, a pastor in Dallas. I don't, I'm sure plenty of y'all heard of him, and he's an amazing man of God. And he produced a Lifetime movie called Faith on the Fire. It just played last night. It's going to play on Lifetime. Tony Braxton is the lead, and it's about a, a, a teacher in a school who um, was in the office when a gunman came into the school to kill the 800 kids, and she talked him down over a few hours, ministered to him, and she's a Christian. So Tony Braxton, you all know who Tony Braxton is? So Tony Braxton played the lead. So when I went to the premiere of his church in Dallas, Tony Braxton was there. So she's up there, and... and, and um, we were standing and I said, man, I want to meet Tony Braxton. You know what I'm saying? I just want to meet her. I just want to say hi. You know, just want to meet her. Just want to meet her. And my sister says, you need to get some chapstick. So I turned to my wife and said, listen, can you give me some chapstick so I can go meet Tony Braxton? And my wife looks at me and says, you need to get your own chapstick. I ain't giving you no chapstick. <laughs> and I said, ah, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> and I never met her. It's no big deal. However, how many of y'all discouraged so easily from praying because you're a little tired in the morning. You're busy schedule. I'll pray tomorrow and you never pray. So when I ask you, do you really want it? That's a question only you can answer. And the answer to that question will only be proven by what you do. 
Okay, real quick. Um, last week we started this series, and last week in our lesson plan, which I'll put in next week, we had this chart up. And if you want to take a picture of this, please. Last week we talked about establishing a foundation for you to have a regular prayer time, place, and focus. And, and real quick, you want to d d uh, identify a desired discipline that you want to establish. I'm going to pray every day for the next few months and, and hopefully for the rest of your life. What do I want to happen in my life? What stronghold do I want to break? What wrong thinking pattern do I want to break? You can take a picture of this. It's, it's also online from our lesson plan from last week. Where is the place I'm going to pray? What is the time of day? What is the length of prayer? I'm going to sit there 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, two hours. And who are the three people I'm going to invite to Easter? Let me encourage you to identify three people that you're going to pray that come to Easter service. And every week you pray for them. Every day you pray for them and you'll start to see God move in their life. Because if your prayers do not produce results, not only is God not telling the truth, we shouldn't pray. We need to pray for results. Can I get amen? And so what you see here is a, is a model of a, t a place. Here's my chair I'm sitting in. Here's my Bible, my pen, my notebook. I'm ready to pray. And that chair is where God's sitting because God is going to be in the meeting waiting for you to pray. And so if you, if you establish 5 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, whatever it is, got to get up a little early, get your butt up a little early, go to bed early so you can spend some time with God. Can I amen? Because it's worth it. A lot of y'all get up in the dark at mid midnight, go run in the street or go to the gym or whatever you do. God's saying, what about me? And you sit, th you sit there and you brush your teeth, get the funk out of your breath, comb your hair, get the crap out of your face and say, Lord, I am ready for the meeting because this is a very sacred time. Say amen if you know what I'm talking about. So that's last week. If you do not have a place and a time established, guess what? It probably won't happen. You'll fit it in whenever. God is not a whenever God. He is the one we need to meet with on a regular basis. Put it in your calendar. That was last week. Are y'all following me? Today, I'm going to give you how we can dial in. And what I'm going to tell you today, we're going to, talk, we're going to apply every single week. And I'm going to tell you as far as prayer, what you are going to learn today will probably be one of the most important things you learn about prayer. Look at your notes. Number one, dialed in prayer is joining the conversations in heaven. The activity in heaven by doing three things. Declaring. Everyone say declaring. Ooh. Listening. Everyone say listening. Ooh. Asking. Everyone say asking. Ooh. In accordance with the conversation in progress. Declaring. Once, number, one, number two in your notes. Declare is to announce or proclaim Agreement, to announce or proclaim agreement. Often we get up and we've, hear, we've heard all the garbage the devil has accused us of. All the lies, you're ugly, you're a failure, it's not going to work, you know, you're going to go broke, no one's ever going to love you. And we, and we wake up hearing all this stuff. Anybody hear that stuff when you wake up? Can I get amen? Not really? Am I, am I, am I the only one? Amen. How many of y'all hear that stuff? Raise your hand. Okay, you know how I know it's true? Because that's what the devil does. It's not unique to you. That's what the devil does because that's the only thing he can say to you. And what happens is if you decide to believe that, you're going to go, well, why should I pray? Oh, no, man. I'm just, it's, it's not worth it. I just might as well just give up. And then you get up mad. You get discouraged. You're walking in fear. Instead of declaring what's true. Everyone say declare. Yeah. Declare means to proclaim or announce your agreement what is true. The truth, not what's factual, what's true. The difference, facts change, truth does not change. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and I am the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The truth is, you are the son of God. 
You are a daughter of God. The truth is God is on his throne and no one will ever kick him off. The truth is that God loves you. The truth is that he has forgiven you or wants to forgive you. The truth is he has remembered your sins no more. The truth is that you walk under an open heaven. He has already blessed you. He has already opened doors for you. He has already cares for you. He has already given you the peace of God. That is the truth. They would say declare. Amen. Say declare. Amen. And when you declare it, don't declare it defeated. Declare it victoriously. In other words, don't say, okay, God loves me. I think he's going to bless me. and Yeah, he's here. And no, 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 no. Remember I talked about this? You got to get it. Why? Because the devil's standing next to your bed going, I'm going to beat you down today. You ain't nothing. You got to get him saying, no, homie, I am the daughter of the king. I'm seated at the right hand of the father. You need to get out of my face. That is truth. Say declare. You got to declare the word of God. And when you declare the word of God, you subject your mind to something that's living and active. And you got to declare it out the voice, calling out the voice with your voice out loud. I am God's child. I am forgiven. I have been called to something bigger than me. God has opened doors for me. You need to tell yourself that over and over again. Why? Because it's true. And if you don't live on truth, you will never dial into what God's talking about because God's conversations are only truth. So if you're over here thinking lies, you're in the wrong channel. You're not going to hear God. You're wasting your time. Those prayers are not going to work. And what's going to happen is they're never going to be answered, never going to be responded to. And then you're going to say God doesn't hear you. And you're right. He hears you. He ain't paying attention because you're talking trash. You're, you're, you're parroting the Satan. I'm a failure. You're parenting Satan. I'm no good. You're parenting Satan. God's not going to bless me. God's not saying that. Nobody on God's side saying that, thinking that. God's like, I want to use you. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth, looking to show himself strong on behalf of someone who is loyal. God says, who will trust me? You, 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 you. Who trusts me? Because if I can find someone, by the way, God's blessing and power wasn't reserved for white people. It wasn't reserved for black people. So now the white people too. It wasn't reserved for Hispanics. <laughs> now everybody else too. It wasn't reserved for uh, Asians. It wasn't reserved for who the world says is cute or who the world says is ugly. I say the world because the world says that God says no one's ugly. It wasn't, re it wasn't reserved for the rich or the poor, the educated, uneducated. It was reserved for whoever would believe. So if you can say I want to believe, I'll get it. Look at Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. A few things that God's words does. God's word is alive. Say God's word is, it is alive. Everyone shout out, say declare. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of the soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That means when you speak God's word, it's not your word. You are declaring God's truth. God's word is living and active. It moves. It speaks to you. It convicts you. It guides you. It reveals God's purpose in your life. When you speak it, it's going to speak back to you. It's going to get in your heart and say, hey, what about this? What about this? Here's how you need to love. Here's how you need to be patient. Here's how you need to process this interaction you're having with this person, this problem you're going to have with this person. It's going to speak to you. And when you speak to someone else and you declare God's word on someone else, guess what God's word does to them? God's word, not you, starts to speak to their heart. Because it's alive. It's not your opinion. It's God's opinion. You need to declare. Don't, don't rest on your opinion, your feelings, your fear. What is God saying? All you need is to declare God. That's why it's important to memorize scripture, learn scripture. Because you cannot declare God's word if you do not know God's word. 
And the only thing God's talking about in heaven is his word. He don't want to talk about anything else. Matter of fact, when you're ever in a conversation and someone wants to gossip, you say, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. That's not, in my conversations, that don't work. That don't work. How are we going to speak life about somebody? If you want to do that, I'll do that. You want, you want to tell a lie? I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about truth. God's word is alive. Look at, look at the next one. It's on the screen. God's word accomplishes God's purposes. This is so awesome. This is so awesome. Isaiah 55, verse 10. Write it down in your notes. That's why it's important to bring a pen. Because I'm going to give you some stuff that's not in the notes. Because God gives me stuff at 5 o'clock in the morning <laughs> on Sunday. As the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Here's the metaphor. It rains, stuff gets green or grows plants or vegetables, and then, the, and then the water gets evaporated and goes back. But it rains and the water does something. Say the water does something. It doesn't go down and just be wasted. It does something, then it goes back. And when, the, when it rains or snows, it accomplishes God's purpose. Are you following me? Say amen if you're following me. Say amen if you're confused. I, uh, <laughs> Verse 11, so that my, so shall my word be, go forth from my mouth and not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, it shall prosper in the thing I which, for which I sent it. When you declare God's word, it's alive and guess what it does? It accomplishes God's purpose. And let me tell you something, God's purposes. His ways are not your ways. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so his ways are above your ways. And what that means is that when you start declaring stuff, even as simple as God loves me, God has a plan for my life. God is not going to destroy me. He's going to restore the, what the locusts have eaten in my life. He's going to get me through the pain I've had all my life. When you say those things and you quote scripture, the scripture is going to do something in your heart that you don't even understand. But it's going to be good. But you have to declare it. Because if you walk around thinking negative, huh, there's power in your words. You will fulfill the words of your mouth and the words of your heart. You will talk yourself into failure. You will talk yourself into. And by the way, you may say, this sounds like self-help. No, self-help sounds like the Bible. Don't get it straight. Okay, this is the word of God. <laughs> word of God gives life. John 6, 63. It is the spirit. This is Jesus talking. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit. They are life. When you speak the word of God, declare the word of God. God's word is living and active, sharp and in a two-edged sword. It is going to do something in your mind, in your heart that's going to bring life and freedom and liberation and perspective and clarity that only God can bring. The step of faith you are taking is to declare the word of God as truth. There are facts in your life. Yes, you may be broke right now. You may be sick right now. You may be sad right now. But the, the step of faith you are taking is that God is going to get me through the valley of the shadow of death. By the way, the Bible never leads you. The Bible says or, or illustrates, demonstrates that the, God never leads us into the wilderness unless there is a promised land on the other side. So if you're in the wilderness, God is leading you to something that is amazing on the other side. So by faith you are declaring, I am trusting God. God is guiding me. God, I am under an open in heaven. I have access to the throne of God. You are declaring and declaring, speaking life over yourself, over other people. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can speak life to people or you can speak death. 
And the devil's so slick, he will have you speak death when you don't realize it. You will suggest death and think you are speaking life. I don't want to say anything, but I'll forget it. You just spoke death. Oh, you know, uh, it's okay. You wouldn't understand. You just spoke death. The Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? We are so deceitfully evil, we justify our own sin from our mouth. Speak life. God loves you. God has a plan for your life. I, I have so much fun talking to people that I don't know and speaking life to them. I was at the golf tournament the other day at Farmers, and there's thousands and thousands of people, and I'm standing, you know, it's all just gangs of people trying to see the golf ball. And, uh, um, and I would just be up with somebody and just talk, talking to them. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, God loves you. And just speak life. And they're like, huh, huh, yeah, okay, boom. And then, and then they go, who was that man? And then they get him going. <laughs> speak life. God's word creates. Do you know that you can create? You do create every time you speak. Not only do you create a physical change in your brain. We'll talk about that when we talk about renewing the mind. But you create a physical change in your name because your in your brain. Your brain has plastic it has plastic properties. It can be molded. And when you speak, you create a memory in your brain that is actually a physical imprint on your brain. And when you speak death, 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 death lives in your brain. And you will think death without even thinking about it consciously, intentionally. But when you speak life, 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 God transforms your mind. And you can create joy or sadness, encouragement or discouragement, hope or hopelessness by your words for yourself and for other people. You know what the Bible says in Genesis? The first thing God did was he said something. <laughs> he said something. Look what he said. <laughs> let me read this. This is the bomb. God said, yo, let there be light. And guess what? There was light. Then he said, let the waters of the heavens be gathered together in one place, let the dry land in one place, and it was so. Then God said, let the earth bring forth every living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing according, and beasts of the earth according to its kind. And guess what? It was so. He created. Every time you open your mouth, you create something. Death or life. Speak the words of God that he already determined and ordained to be life-giving. Everyone say declare. Take a deep breath in and say declare. Here's my, before I go to the next one, here's my encouragement to you. Day and night, San Isidro, San Marcos, East County, City Heights, microsafe. Day and night, driving down the street, walking through the mall, walking at your job, sitting at your desk. Declare over and over and over, I am a son, a daughter of the king. God does love me. He's ordained me. I'm under an open heaven. I walk in the presence of the Holy Spirit. God has anointed me over and over. And your mind will change. Your life will change. If you want it, if you don't want it, and you are here to get your one month, one month, uh, one time a month fix, then it ain't going to happen. But who wants that? Go after God. Everyone say declare. Amen. Take a deep breath in. I want you to shout it. Say declare. Amen. Very good. I want you to get up ready. I do this every morning. I get, I, I, even before I get up before I get up and do this, I'm laying on my back. And I, before I close my eyes, I say, hey, devil, guess what? I am going, I've already won today. You are already defeated, homie. You are in hell. And I'm walking under open heaven. So get out my face. Oh, you're not going to get out my face? I'm going to declare Jesus my Lord. You just start saying that. And then you get up saying, that's right. That's right. 
My breath may stink, but still you're going to hell, devil, okay? Get some crest. Okay, number three. Listen. This is so important why you go to our group. We have our group, small groups in houses. You need to go to our group. Why? So you can learn about what's true about you. And you can have people declare stuff over your life. Don't just come here. Go to our group. Sign up. It's online. Go to our group. Say, look, I want to get in a small group. I want to meet some people in the church so I can be held accountable and be encouraged. Number three in your notes. Listen to the small, still voice of God in your heart. If there's something that's a close number two to importance is to be able to hear the voice of God. While you are praying, you are listening. <laughs> While you are having a conversation, you are listening. While someone is cursing at you, you are listening to the voice of God. The devil's yelling at you. He's trying to discourage you. Lord, what are you saying? I want to hear the voice of God. The Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 27, it says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Well, I don't know what voice, God's voice is. Well, he says his sheep hear his voice. You need to learn to hear God's voice. Why? Because you can listen to the radio, your friends, read self-help books, all great. But what does God say? God, and by the way, cool thing about God, God is, God's voice is very small still. First Kings chapter 19, Elijah is, has been told to go into the rocks to hear the voice of God. And it says in verse 11, God said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, fire, earth, wind, and fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. But a small, still voice. Say it with me. Say small. small. Say still. still. Say voice. God sounds like your conscience. He's not going to yell at you. If you've ever been in a conversation and God says, um, ask them how they're doing. You ever woke up and say, why don't you come pray? Make sure you go to church early. Don't forget your Bible. That's God. That's how God speaks. He's going to say to you one day, hey, um, call your mom and say sorry. Hey, I want you to bring your Bible to church. Hey, I want you to quit your job and move back to New York. And you may say, well, do you have a job for me? Uh, yeah, but I'll tell you when you get there. <laughs> oh, 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 well, that's not God. He's not logical. God has everything. Oh, yeah. No, no. That's God. Trust me. He told Abraham, Abraham, leave everything you know and go to a land I will show you later. And when you get there, I'll make you a great nation. I'm not going to tell you now. Abraham said, cool. Abraham, go sacrifice your son in the mountain. He said, cool. God said, and his, and his son said, uh, dad, where's the sacrifice? He said, God going to hook it up. I don't know what he's going to do. Just, just let's go. Let's go. I'm going to play God. Bear with me. It's an illustration. It's a metaphor. I don't think I'm God. Just don't trip. I'm God, I want to talk to you. I can't yell at you because I am too big. This right here, this little dot that you can't see, it's, it's under my finger, is the universe. I'm God. In that universe, that little dot right there is our solar system. In that side is the earth. It's a little pin drop. And on that earth, there's six billion people, and then one of those six billion is you. Or you may think you're three people. So whatever it is, you, that's you. Is what God does. Hey, listen. I want you to stop tripping about that girl. I don't want, 
worry about money. I don't even want you to worry about dying. Because after you die, then you will see how beautiful heaven is. I don't want you to worry about getting a job. I don't want you to worry about what those guys think of you. I love you. That's it. Here's what you got to do. I'm listening. You, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you, brother. I saw you. Everyone do this. I saw you. Yeah, there you go. Everyone do that. God, God, I'm listening. If all day, if all day you were like, God loves me. God's with me. God is opening doors for me. God has relationships for me. God's going to keep me. I walk under open heaven. God has anointed me. What are you saying? What are you saying? The dialing in. Because every time you speak truth, you turn the dial towards the heart of God, towards the conversation of God. And then you have to listen. James 3.17 says, the wisdom that is from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. God, he is not going to yell at you. He's probably going to give you one word here, two words here, maybe not a long dialogue, but you have to listen for that one word. And here's what's going to happen. He's going to test you with little things. Like 4.30 tomorrow morning, it's going to be pitch black outside, and you're going to wake up. And you're going to go, why am I up? And you're going to hear, let's pray. No, nah, that was from church. That was mine. I got my fast miles in my head. I can't be from God because I don't want to go back to sleep. Sleep does not make you beautiful. It just doesn't. The whole beauty sleep thing, it's way overrated. God already made you beautiful. You have it. So therefore you can get up ugly and be beautiful at the same time. Can I get Amen. But you're going to hear, you're going to wake up and you're going to hear, hey, why don't you pray? Okay, God, what do you want me to pray? How about in your kitchen? How about in the car? Pick a spot. Get your Bible. Something to write with because God's going to tell you something that you will not forget. That you will forget if you don't write it down. I, I encourage you, don't use electronics because your electronic writing is one button away from a text and an email. Get a pen and paper. I know it's more hassle for, for those who don't like to write. But make this time with God sacred that you are going to declare. And before you open your eyes in the morning, you start declaring truth. And you start claiming what is already true. And you remind yourself what is already true. You do not sit in church. And whatever, any campus we're in or microsite, you don't sit there and say, God, I want to be in church. You're already in church. God, I want to be in your presence. You're already in his presence. God, I want you to love me. He already loves you. Why are you asking me that? Let's move past that and talk about what. Now, listen to what I'm going to tell you. But if you declare those things and align your thoughts with God's thoughts and God's plans and God's actions and what the Holy Spirit's already doing, then you will be able to hear. Because if you're not thinking God's thoughts and God tells you something supernatural, you're going to be like, that's impossible. He says, the way you're thinking it is. You're right. The way you're thinking, it is. I talk to people who don't believe in miracles. They say, I don't believe in miracles. Well, you're probably never going to see one then. So it's true for you. 
And, and by the way, not, not that God won't do it in their life, because God does miracles in people's lives who don't believe in it just to trip them out. But a lot of times they don't believe it even when they see it. They talk themselves out of it. Oh, it was a coincidence. God's like, well, why would I mess with you if you're not going to believe anything I do? Number three, and number four, and we're going to end here. After you declare, I'm going to say declare. Yeah. Say listen. Make a request consistent with your declaration and the voice of God. Spend as much time as you can declaring and listening. Because it's, it's a good chance God has already given you what you are going to ask for. It's a good chance he's already given you better than you would have asked for. But you have to walk in truth. And when you walk in truth, not fear. When you walk in truth, not a lie. When you walk in truth, not perception. When you walk in truth, you can clearly see the blessings that you already have. And what's going to happen if you spend your most time declaring and listening, you will find yourself asking for very little for yourself. Because you're going to realize you already have it. But if you declare the truth to begin with and listen and you spend your time doing that, you are going to be more in a ministry mode to other people. Because you're going to realize, God, you have blessed me so much that, that, and, and for the benefit of the church. When we talk about spiritual gifts in a few weeks, God has given us spiritual gifts for the benefit of the body of Christ, not necessarily ourselves. And so here's what I wanted to do. There's some of you in here you need to declare and act on your declaration that God loves you and wants to change your life. He wants to forgive you of your sin, that you may be saved. Or some of you have prayed a prayer a long time ago and said, I got saved, but your life has not changed. God is calling you to walk into your declaration. He has reaffirmed in your heart he wants to change your life, but you're still saying, why isn't it happening? Because you haven't walked into your declaration. In other words, you declare that God forgives you, has forgiven you, or wants to forgive you, and he loves you and he has plans for your life. But you're still back here not walking into that forgiveness and accepting it. So in a minute, I'm going to ask all you to bow your heads and close your eyes. There are some of you who need to ask Christ to be your Savior. There are some of you who need to recommit your life to Jesus. And you need to walk into your declaration. In other words, it's not just words. Now it's actions. I am going to live it. I am going to act on it. I am going to walk away from the old life of walking in fear and doubt and discouragement. I am going to walk into a new life of declaring and living in my declaration of the truth of God for my life. Can I get an amen? amen. Only you can do that. And so I want all of you and all the campuses to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I want you to listen very carefully. Every week. We are going to declare. We are going to listen and we're going to ask. And you are going to learn how to pray in all kinds of areas in your life. And every week, if you walk in this and you get your place and your time and say, Lord, I am going to sit there. And if all you did this week was sit there and declare truth. If that's all you did this week, declare and listen. You can ask, you can praise God, but if you, if you just focus first, I'm going to declare. Pay attention to what God does in your life. He will move in your life. Declare as you walk to your car. Declare as you drive home. Declare as you go to Starbucks. Wherever you go to in and out Whatever you do today, you declare. You declare the truth of God. Declare it over the people you see. 
the people that break your heart, the people that irritate you, declare God's truth over them. And watch miracles. There are some of you right now, you need to declare that you believe God loves you. You need to declare that you believe God wants to forgive you. You need to declare that you believe God wants to transform your life and bless you incredibly. There are some of you who need to do this in your process of accepting Christ as your Savior. There are some of you who are stuck. You prayed to ask Christ to be your Savior, but your life has not changed or it has not changed the way you want it, the way you expect it, the way the Bible says it should, and you want to walk into a new reality of supernatural blessing. I want both of those groups to pray this prayer with me. In the privacy of your heart, say, Dear God, I declare that I believe you love me, that you died and rose from me, and that you want to forgive me and fill me with the Spirit of God. I declare my submission to you, God. I declare my surrender. I declare Jesus as my Savior. I receive your forgiveness and your presence in my life. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer and you're saying, yes, I want to walk in my declaration of truth. I want to walk away from my old life, whether it be salvation or you rededicate your life for whatever reason. In a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand up. And as you stand, you are declaring physically with your body, yes, I'm walking away from my old life. So on the count of three, wherever campus you're in, wherever you are in this sanctuary on the microsite, if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to stand on the count of three. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Stand. Stay standing. God bless you. We see you. We see you all over. We see you all over. We see you all over. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We see 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 you. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. 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 Now we're going to ask in a minute to all those people who are standing in a minute, we're going to ask you to come forward. If you're in the balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk up and the ushers will bring you down. The rest of us, we don't want to leave. We want to celebrate these people. So right now, if you're standing up, come out of your seat. Come on down to the altar. Let's give them a big hand. Come on. God bless you. Just stay right there. Just stay right there. Come on, let's give them a big hand. Come on. How are you? God bless you. Stay right there. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. God bless you. 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 Hey, how you doing? Hey, God bless you. I know you. The football? Yeah, yeah. How you doing? I was thinking about you the other day. God bless you. 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 It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's true. God bless you. 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 Come, come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let's walk down here. I got you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, let's give them a big hand. God bless you. God bless you. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. God bless you. 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 Amen. Come on, let's give these people a big hand. Come on now. I got you. Okay, okay. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. 
God bless you. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. God bless you. Everyone say declare. For the rest of your life. I wish I had my bat. My bat is in my office. For the rest of your life, your, your, hey man, let's get these people over here. I got, I got to go. I got to go. Come on. God bless you. 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 Amen. For the rest of your life, your weapon is the word of God, the truth of God. But it does you no good if you do not know it and use it. And the best way to use it is to declare it. Just say it. Don't worry about always having to do some Bible study. Just start with quoting it and declaring it. Read it. Lord, I declare it. Just read it over and over and over. Your mind is going to change. Your perspective is going to change. Something's going to change in your heart. When you're sitting in the house and it's storming outside, it's snowing, raining, whatever, but you're next to a warm fire, what do you care that it's raining outside because God has protected you in your house? Do you understand what I'm saying? Your drama may not go away, but as long as it's not getting here and God has given you peace to get through it, that's what's most important. Are you following me? Then you can respond biblically to it. I declare every single one of you, God loves you and God has a plan for your life. And by the way, God's plan for your life is not your plan. He's not here to do what you want. You are here to do what he wants. That is a fact of life. He has, he has opened doors for you. You are his workmanship, created Christ Jesus to do things that he's already planned for his benefit. So if he wants to change something in your life, you change it. Don't negotiate with God. You have no leverage. None. It's all about him. Say it's all about him. Say it ain't about me. So I declare a blessing on every single one of you to get out of your seat and come down here that God is going to reveal something supernatural to your life and the pain that was in the past is going to be gone. You understand? It's over. It's a new life right now. And I declare that he has already, he has already given you the boldness to get people out of your life. He's already given you the boldness to change and say, no more, you're out of my life. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I don't care what anybody thinks. You already have it. You're going to have there are people in your life. You just need to say, Lord, send me those people to yell at me like Pastor Miles is yelling at me right now. Because I need to be yelled at every now and then. Can I get amen? amen. Lord, I pray for these people because I'm tired of yelling. My head's going to explode. My wife's over there praying that my head don't explode. Lord, I pray you bless these people. Devil, we know you're here. We know you're whispering stuff in people's ears. But you're destroyed. Your day is done. We are going to walk under an open heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a right turn to walk this way. Let's give him a big hand. Come on. Come on, let's give him a big hand. Amen. Come on now. Let's cheer him. Come on. Hey. 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 Come on now. Come on now. Come on now, church. Come on now, church. Let's declare the glory of God. Let's praise God. Let's acknowledge what he is doing, what he has done. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. Amen. Amen. Say, Jesus. Come on, let's give him one more push. One more push. One more push. Three things I'm going to tell you. 
One, declare. Everyone say declare. declare. Say it over. If you find your mind drifting to garbage, stop and declare. If you find you in conversation, uh, declare. Stop. Anything, anything that's not in line with God's programming station of truth. Amen. Number two, come next week early. And what I mean by early, it starts at 10 if you're at 10 o'clock service. Be in your seat at 9.58. You follow me? And number three, bring somebody. Bring somebody. Go find somebody. I know you got three names for Easter. Write those three names down, but bring somebody. And number four, I'm sorry, get your place. Where are you going to pray? When are you going to pray? How long are you going to pray for? And just sit there. And if all you did, if all you did was two things, nothing, just listen or declare. If that's all you did, if that's all you did, say, Lord, I want, I want to sit in your presence. You created me as a human to connect with your presence. If that's all you did, your babble, and when I say babble, dear God, bless, dear God, bless me, dear God, why, dear God, why. God's like, what are you talking about? I'm not doing any of that. That's not, what are you talking about? Turn the dial and get in tune with what I'm saying. Because God thinks nothing but great things about all of y'all are beautiful. And guess what? In our culture, let me say it. If you're white, you're beautiful. If you're black, you're beautiful. If you're Hispanic, you're beautiful. Asian, all that garbage out there, that's, that's from the devil. God loves every single one of you. He has the same image of God in every single one of you. And none of the images of God in any of us is inferior or is superior to the other. So let's think about each other biblically and speak life to each other. Are you following what I'm saying? Amen. 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 Feel free to have a seat. Pastor Miles, thank you for those words of life, the words of God that you've given us. We have our pastoral support team right here. We'd love to connect with you guys right after the service. And, 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 and for those of you guys out there as you're having a seat, they have felt a tug of God maybe to have a pastoral call in some capacity in your life. Or, or maybe this year the Lord has been telling you, you know what, to draw closer to him, to, to be more disciplined, to be more useful with the gifts that he has given you. We have our pastoral support team right here that's about to start off in a couple weeks, but there's room for more. For those of you guys that, 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 that want to help out and be a part of what God is doing here, they're really the engine of what God is doing here. Get a chance to marry people, to, to counsel people, just to be involved in the very, very, uh, 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 the, the things that God is doing here besides just praying after the service. But if that's you and you and you you felt that calling or you want to know more, um, just connect with Pastor to see if you can slip your hand up right there. Afterwards, you can just find out more information. But we'll be starting our new pastoral team class up pretty soon. So if that's you today, which I think in a, in a room this size and how God God has been doing some special stuff this year, hopefully in your heart. I know that some of you have been, been wondering and, and saying, Lord, I want to do more. If that's you, make sure you connect with Pastor Nasir. We also have uh, our groups, which are a great place to apply each Sunday to. You know, each Sunday we get a, a call and a, and a message from Pastor Miles or whomever sharing. And our groups is a great way to keep that fire going. As I was in a, I was in a, a, a meeting this week, we had a fire outside, right? And, and, I, and I know when I'm away from my group from a while, I feel cold, right? And I looked at this log that was, got pushed away from the fire, and that log, unlike the other fire logs, got cold, eventually got white and gray. And the ashes just started taking it away as the 
logs that were right there on the fire stayed warm. And that's like me when I don't connect with my group. You know, if you're not in a group, we don't want you to be cold on the side. We want you to be with the other logs, uh, uh, providing heat and light and warmth. And if you're interested in joining our group, we have all kinds, right? Uh, just text the word our groups lead. I mean, our groups join should be up there. And all this is in your bulletin. Our groups join to the number 52525. And then just be a part of what God is doing and don't be alone. Next Sunday night, which is Super Bowl Sunday, the 6 p.m., only the 6 p.m., only the 6 p.m., we won't be having service. We know that people are going to join family time watching the Super Bowl. So next Sunday night for the 6 p.m., we won't be having service. Otherwise, God bless you guys and come forward. We want to know more about the pastoral support team. God bless you. Have a great Sunday.